Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. I'd like to welcome everybody to this evening for the 12 Conditions of a Miracle. And I'm Reverend Abigail Shire. It is my pleasure to have this amazing time with you. This week is our last week on the 12 Conditions of a Miracle. So today we're going to be talking about the idea of recycling. Recycling, which is the last condition uh, that we can do in our life that creates miracles. So I've considered this kind of a miracle workers academy and uh, it's kind of like instructions on how to have miracles and how to be a miracle worker in your everyday life. And so I know that this, these, these are very simple tools for us to activate miracles in our lives and be miracle workers. So I'd like to repeat the 11 conditions that lead up to this last condition of a miracle. Uh, and I'm going to just remind you of what we've been through over the last 11 weeks. So the first condition is that miracles begin with emptiness. We need the spaciousness. We need, we need the, 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 the time to just be in the vacuum in order for that miracle to occur. The second condition is that miracles are created with alignment, aligning ourselves with the infinite one. The third condition of a miracle is to ask for what you want in order for the miracle to happen in your life. The fourth condition is to maximize the use of what gifts you already have. The fifth condition is to express selfless generosity. You need to give in order to create circulation. The sixth is to ground yourself so that the current of spirit can flow through you. The seventh condition is to visualize the desired end as if it's already occurred. The eighth is to give thanks and bless everything. The ninth is to act as if the miracle is already happening and to take action as if it's happening. The tenth is to engage and be active in the cycle of giving and receiving. And the eleventh condition that we talked about last week is to receive with worthiness, not only receive, but be, be in the space of being worthy, knowing that you are worthy of receiving these miracles in your life. And this week is recycle. So recycle all the resources that pass through your life. Now, I wanted to tell a little story about being uh, learning to play tennis. Now, I'm not a great tennis player, so just so you know, I'm not. But I did take tennis lessons a few years ago because I was terrible. <laughs> it was really, really bad. I never hit the ball. And one of the interesting things about tennis, which is actually very similar in a lot of sports, is the tennis instructor told me, so I would I'd go to hit the ball, like this is me, I'm going to hit the ball, right? And as I went to hit the ball, that I, I would just like stop. So like as soon as I hit the ball, my racket would stop. And it would kind of like, if I was lucky, it would go somewhere. But it wasn't, it really didn't 
do and it didn't do much. Sometimes it wouldn't even go over the net. And the tennis instructor told me that I have to follow through, right? So I not only had to like hit the ball, but I had to like go with a stroke that was that I used my whole body and I follow through. So halfway through is where I hit the ball, but I keep going with my tennis racket. So this is very similar to a lot of sports. It's, you know, if you're doing golf or football or, uh, you know, soccer, anything, any sport that requires movement in order to become a skilled expert at that sport, you need to get skilled at follow through. And the interesting thing about that is that if you are really good at follow through, you get more accurate. And, um, and, and the weird thing is like, really, I think about this and it's like, how come what's going on after I hit the ball is almost more important than, than me hitting the ball, right? Isn't that kind of interesting? Like you hit the ball and you're still moving in a certain direction. That's what a follow through is. And that's because you can, it really helps you, it helps you get the momentum to actually hit the ball where you wanna go. And the other thing that it does is it prevents injury. So it actually is safer for your body. It's uh, more accurate and it, and it maximizes what the, what you're doing. Now I tell that story because in the 12 conditions of the miracle, one of the most important conditions is follow through. So what he talks about is what happens after the manifestation has crystallized is just as important as what happens before the miracle. In the book, Todd Michael says, when the desired results manifest, a certain follow through must take place. Like a good golf swing, this follow through will add considerable power to your actions and greatly increase the accuracy of your intent. So that's really, it's really important to think about that. So here we go, we have a miracle and we actually receive a miracle in our life. So when we receive the miracle, what we do with the miracle is just as important as actually all the steps that we did leading up to the miracle occurring. It was really interesting because last week we talked about the loaves and the fishes story, which is what Todd Michael has, has talked about. He kind of, at the very beginning of the book, he, he told the story and each condition of the miracle is like another line from the story. So last week, the line from the story was, and all ate and they were all satisfied. So it was really about receiving and being satisfied and enjoying having, having the receiving of the gift, right? And so this line, this, this line in the story is about this week's condition of miracle. And it says, and they took the excess of the fragments, 12 hand baskets full. And the interesting thing he talks about in the book is that the Greek translation for the word that represents excess can also mean a state of superabundance. So basically, they took all the people, they took this state of superabundance home, and 
they used it or they gave it away. So basically they didn't leave what they had. They didn't, they didn't leave the excess. Any supply which, got, which went unused, basically they gathered it and they made sure it wasn't wasted. So this is our last condition, is, is recycling, is utilizing what is left over and, and recycling it. One thing that he uses as a point in here, which I think is very important to think about, is an extreme aversion to waste is one of the primary conditions, primary characteristics of the infinite intelligence. So really think about this. Think about how we are on this planet. Animals, I love, I love this point. This is a point I make a lot because I think it's so beautiful on how the universe works. Animals use oxygen. And we, we are one of the animals, we produce carbon dioxide as our byproduct. That's our waste, right? And in a really beautifully coordinated fashion, plants use this carbon dioxide as fuel. So they drink in the carbon dioxide and they produce oxygen as a byproduct. So basically, animals and plants recycle each other's waste products perfectly. So there's no lack. Everything that is, everything that I exhale is absorbed by plants and they utilize that as energy and then they give out oxygen for me to inhale. I mean, it's beautiful. Just thinking about that. So the next point that he makes, which is really important, is that we need to carefully recycle the energy and the resources that pass through our lives. Well, I have been in this process of, of home buying. I, I've purchased my, my house. I haven't moved into it yet. I will, I'll move in in a month and a half. And one thing that I've been doing a lot of is cleaning my house. And, uh, you know, like I gathered all, I, I, I keep all my, uh, you know, batteries, all the batteries are hazardous waste. And I keep all my fluorescent light bulbs. And I finally gathered them all for my house and I actually drove to the hazardous waste station and delivered them so they could be properly uh, dismantled and reused. I also went, you know, I love to, um, I, I go grocery shopping, we end up getting plastic bags sometimes. And then, so I take those plastic bags over to my local Safeway so they can recycle them. And then what I've been doing is I've been trying to pack a box every day. And, and as I pack this box, I'm actually going through the items and deciding if I really want to, like, do they bring me joy? I love Marie Kondo's thing. Does this thing bring me joy? <laughs> if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm getting rid of it. But I don't throw it in the trash can. I'm giving it to Value Village. One reason why I give it to Value Village is because I know that they don't throw things away. They actually recycle things that are broken. Like, if, like clothes that have holes in them, they'll, they'll recycle the clothes instead of throwing them in the trash can. So not only does it help, um, you know, Value Village, but then also they continue to recycle and make sure that those items move on to the appropriate places. So that's 
one thing that you can do, it's not just one thing. I mean, these are, this is something that's really important that you can do to cultivate the conditions of a miracle in your life is recycling. It's so simple. And yet uh, it's something that we need to keep doing throughout our lives. And I invite you because we're, we're looking at this study of 12 conditions of a miracle to, to think about what can you recycle. So I'm going to go to the next point, which is activating the 12th condition. Recycling. Todd Michael's invitation is to gather up the fragments. So don't throw anything away in your life without asking yourself, is there some way that this can be reused? So recycle the resources that pass through your life. Compost. One thing that I've learned is really important is to learn what is and what is not recyclable. So actually, each, each town, each city's recycling plant accepts different recycling things. So find out what your recycling company does in your town and, and learn about it because they'll have the information on their website. Uh, but it's really important to learn what is and is what what isn't recyclable. So for instance, also I was, I was cleaning things out and I have this like um, tooth health section in one of my uh, bathroom cabinets that has like a collection of toothbrushes that I've gotten from the dentist, but I don't have one. Of them. Like I, I have a, a, a Sonic, what is it called? Sonicare? Anyway, Sonicare toothbrush. So I don't use those toothbrushes, right? Um, and then I also have all these like little tiny the little things of floss that they give us. I've got a million of those. And so I had been just like holding on to all these items. And so I went onto Facebook and I asked, is there a shelter or some place that I can use these? And I was able to find a hygiene location where uh, people can go and get showers who are, um, who are unhoused and they can have kind of, they can brush their teeth, they can take care of themselves. So I was able to donate that to, to them. Just little things I hadn't thought about. It's like, is there some way I can, I can get rid of this without throwing it away? So the next thing is to cultivate the appropriate mindset with, when recycling. So recognizing that it's important, what you're doing is a sacred act. You know, it's not an inconvenience to recycle. You are part of the sacred act of circulation and you're synchronizing with your divine purpose. That's what your recycling is doing. You're synchronizing with the divine purpose in your life. The third thing is to use everything to the maximum. So basically look for ways to repair and renew all your resources. Whenever possible, give your used things that you don't want anymore to charitable organizations that can use or sell them or, or actually fix things. I have to say, I, I know, at least I believe that America is kind of a, um, a throwaway society where it's like upgrade, get rid of, upgrade, get rid of. Uh, but what if you're able to fix something so you can keep it for a long term? So look at, look at that opportunity. The next thing that he recommends to activate this condition is to close the loop. So not only do you direct your resources to the proper channels, but you buy things made of recycled materials. Like for instance, I, uh, I, I mean, I've been doing 
or, or materials that are good, good for this idea of renewing, creating renewable resources, right? So I learned about um, the, the paper company, the toilet paper company is called Who Gives a Crap? I love their name. <laughs> Them and also cloud paper. And I've started buying toilet paper that's made out of bamboo because it is a renewable uh, resource. And this is a matter of fact, the cloud paper that I'm buying, it not, it's also compostable so that I can use it in my RV toilet, which is really awesome. And then I started buying paper towels. It, you know, it's like, instead of cutting trees down, they're just creating bamboo that grows and grows and grows and grows really easily. And they're just reusing that and it uses less waste. So, so look at your items that you're purchasing and see if you can purchase items that are, that are made from recycled materials or made from materials that are, that are friendly towards creating that cycle in everybody's life, in our lives, right? The next thing is to recycle your life. Make sure you have a will. Include some key charitable ventures as beneficiaries. And one thing that he says that I love is to not leave the follow through of your life to others. So again, when you're talking about follow through, right? Instead of, you know, somebody else having to take care of the mess that is your life when you leave this planet, what if you take care of it on behalf of everybody else? And the next tip he has is to recycle your body, to give blood, to be an organ donor, to, to, to be, to use everything you have to continue to recycle into this life expression. Even when you have left this life expression, recycling what you already have. And the last thing that he recommends in order to activate the 12th condition is to recycle all of the mental and spiritual resources that pass through your life. So basically, mentor others. Teach people what you have learned. You know, go, go out. If, you're, if you learn these conditions to create miracles in your life, teach other people. Let them know if you experience miracles, what do, what do I have to do to experience a miracle in my life? You know, like turn, help people on their journey. Find people to mentor. Find people to pass on this wisdom and this knowledge that you have gained. So that completes our 12 conditions of a miracle. That is the end of our time together. And what I know is that I have experienced miracles in my life. I knew I would. As I taught this book, I knew I would experience miracles. And I continue to experience miracles over and over and over again. And so I want to invite you to, to see if you can activate those conditions. And some conditions are ones that like you might already do already. But I would invite you to see if you can add on different conditions and see what miracles happen to you. Because this is a great adventure. It's a, the adventure of life. And what else is possible? And how can it get any, even better than this? Because I know that the infinite great creator loves each and every one of us and that we all deserve to have miracles in my life, in our lives. And so it is. <laughs>